everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Sounds Groovy with me, your host, Meg. It's been a hot minute, guys. I'm very, very sorry. Um, life got in the way. Tech got in the way even more so. I broke my microphone. Um, GarageBand was not being my friend because I'm really basic and I edit my podcasts on GarageBand. And yeah, life, what can I say? 2021, classic. Uh, but I'm back. And we've got a cracking lineup for you guys today. We've got music from Clara Mann, Them Bloody Kids, John Myrtle, Jacob and Casey, uh, Analog Electric, whatever. We've got Georgia Stalin for an interview. Um, she's showing off her new track, which is incredible. And for the first time ever, we have a guest in for Chat Shit with Meg. So you won't just have to listen to 15 minutes of me talking to myself. But instead, we're going to be joined by Keely Liptrop from Sass and Snarl to talk all things music industry. So um, I'm absolutely buzzing. Welcome back. Um, I'll try not to be gone so long this time. Yeah. And we'll see what happens. Um, let's go again. So I am obsessed with our first artist. Her name is Clara Mann. I'm going to have a listen to her track, Thoughtless. She just has these really strong, clear, articulate vocals. And they just, oh, God, I don't know. There's something about them that just, like, cuts straight to your soul and, like, lives inside you. And it's really dreamy and ethereal. Ethereal? Ethereal. And there's something really incredibly calming about it as well. Um, so yeah, we're going to have listen to Thoughtless, which is off her, which was the first single from her debut EP, Constellation. Um, it's just so cool. I just love folk music. It makes me want to be sat in my pajamas, like on a window seat with some blankets or tumblery staticky, looking out some massive window onto like some moors or something, um, with a coffee in my hand. I don't even like coffee, but with a, with a steaming mug of coffee in my hand, just living my best cool life. Um, so yeah, that's the kind of vibe I get. So let's have a listen. This is Thoughtless by Clara Mann. Soft, I will say it softly. Mm-hmm. 
So that was Thoughtless by Clara Mann. I told you guys. Brilliant, isn't it? That's, yeah, incredible. Like, her, I just can't get over her vocals. They just, they stabbed me in the soul in the best way possible. And they're just absolutely amazing. Um, I've always had a bit of a soft spot for folk music. But I just really enjoy it. I really love it. And there's something really, like, intimate about her whole EP. I think there's that kind of exploration of entering your adult life, kind of those fragile feelings of your kind of self-worth and making connections. And after a very, very tough year, I think there's something very empathetic about it um, and relatable and, yeah, obsessed. And the rest of the EP is incredible as well. Um, so, yeah, we definitely recommend go and check it out. So that was Clara Mann. So I am so excited about this next track. Um, it's a London-based three-piece made up of Sebastian, Daz and Vane, and they are as cool as their name suggests. We're going to be having a listen to Do What You Want by Them Bloody Kids. So their debut album came out in September 2019, and they just released a new album called Radical Animals. Oh my god, it makes me want to be at a festival. Like, just, oh, so bad. Makes me want to be in a mosh pit, just living my best life. And very opposite vibe to the last track. But two two different types of living my best life. What can I say? Um, there's something really sort of raw about their style, I think. But very sort of like rocky, punky. Um, but it's also very catchy and like a little bit funky and very sort of like fun. Which is something that I think a lot of kind of heavier artists, you know, sometimes they're so busy sort of being angry at the world. Um, but these guys are really cool. They're really fun. And yeah, I think you guys are gonna love it. So this is Them Bloody Kids and this is their track, Do What You Want. As I walk through the country jungle, my mind crumbles like a biscuit in a brew. I'm just shooting on through. Quick! 
So that was Do What You Want by Them Bloody Kids. Like I said, so fucking cool. Um, get you in that like summery festival, rock out with your socks out kind of vibe. Um, I think they're going to be a really interesting band to keep an eye on. They're very outspoken, very political, um, which obviously is incredible at the moment. Um, they stated System of a Down and Black Sabbath as some of their inspos. You can definitely sort of hear that vibe. Um, they also remind me a little bit sort of of the Foo Fighters and like Biffy Clyro. I was about to say Bliffy Cairo then. Biffy Clyro with that sort of like funky, catchy kind of rhythm aspect of it. Um, but yeah, such a cool vibe. Absolutely loving that album and I cannot recommend it enough. So, you know, if you need a little bit of rock in your life, go check out Them Bloody Kids and check out Radical Animals. So today, during the chat shoot with Meg segment, we're having a very exciting detour because we have a guest. For the first time, it's not just going to be me talking to myself. So I'm incredibly excited to have Kelly Liptrot here with me today from Sass and Snarl, which is a project all about working within the industry, uh, kind of promoting diversity and just unashamedly self-promoting myself. So hello, how's it going? Hi, um, yeah, it's going great. I'm really loving like, the sunny weather at the minute, so yeah, feeling good. I'm glad. It's been really cloudy and gross here, so... At least one of us is having good weather. Well, I'm from the <laughs> north, so I'm used to it. So oh, it's like a change well, of work. We've had a little swap round. <laughs> cool. Um, so do you want to tell us then a bit more about kind of Sass and Snarl uh, and also kind of a bit about you? So how you got into the industry, kind of what you specifically do, what services Sass and Snarl, and just tell us all things Sass and Snarl. Yeah, amazing. So I got into the music industry when I was 13. Um, I live near Manchester, so I literally every night I'd be going to two gigs a night running across Manchester interviewing as many bands as I could and then I realised I could get into free so then I just upped it and was just interviewing anyone I could get my hands on and yeah that was literally a tiny blog that nobody read and I've hidden it from the internet so <laughs> don't even bother trying to find it <laughs> and yeah that's how I found my love for networking and being right in the middle of music industry and also to that, I play guitar, so I grew up playing guitar, and um, yeah, I was never really a performer, don't have the confidence to do that, I have no idea how people get up on a stage, and I've managed to pull off a sh like, massive gig and show, so yeah, I really admire lots of artists, and then um, carrying on from that, did music at school, music at college, now do a music business degree, lots of fun, <laughs> and um, yeah, I'm just waking my way into the music industry, and then in my first year, of my degree I decided that I didn't know what I wanted to do but I had literally no network and I knew that was so important and I was like the only girl in my class the entire time I was at school so I really wanted to build a network of really young talented women and yeah so that's what I decided to do and I've been loving it ever since literally gave myself a week to start Sass and Smell so I did the full website the logo, the branding, content creation, literally told people from 10 years ago to go follow it, told everybody about it. And yeah, no, we started it in May and now it's nearly been a year and we've built a really lovely tiny community of young women in the music industry all trying to invest in themselves and also the future of the music industry. Yeah, that's definitely something I can relate to. I did music tech at um, A-level. I was atrocious at it, um, but I was the only girl in the class. And yeah. then again, you go into the industry and you're like, oh, <laughs> it's yeah, exactly. definitely not as progressed as many other industries. So I think it's really cool to have this sort of um, kind of community uh, and everyone's very inspiring to each other. Because I know you did like a kind of future CEO segment, didn't you? Yeah, well, I really wanted to start off with a campaign where I spotlight talent in the music industry. And with Future CEO, I could really point out, like, my favourite women in the music industry and say, like, look, these people are, like, my age and, like, or, like, a bit older and they're doing these amazing things that um, need to be talked about and should be talked about. And, yeah, I loved kind of giving them that opportunity and then for people to go, oh, I really love what they're doing. I'm going to ask them about it or I'm going to try and collab with them. And it just built up this really, really, really cool um, network. And even, um, I think it's the creative movement. They did a few like um, event series and lots of the women on that were from the Future CEO kind of campaign. And I just love seeing them all sat on a panel 
while just chatting away. It was really fun. A little proud mama. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> who are some women then in the industry at the moment who are really blowing you away? Oh, that's such a tough question. Honestly, um, I think it would have to be like Jill Blackman and her Happy People blog. Like, honestly, she does such an amazing job of um, speaking out against all the rubbish that goes on in the music industry. And she's such a talented writer and she's built such an amazing website and um, place for people to read about how much we love the music industry and how much we love different types of music and she's just doing so so well yeah nice so then if um so if someone's to go look up satin snarl like what should they expect kind of what services kind of do you provide or how do you kind of achieve your goal for diversity i always explain satin snarl as me and a bunch of other desperate 19 year olds all trying to get into the music industry because that's realistically <laughs> what we all are um, I say 19 because I'm 19, but it really is like 18 to like 25 or older. And it's just basically young creatives all trying to make a statement. And that's what I try and help with because I know what it's like to be nothing and to kind of be in the background and have no network at all and kind of be really terrified. And then I've learned to put myself out there and to try and network with people, even though it's really scary at first. And... Yeah, so basically if you've come and find Sass and Smile, you can be part of a really amazing tiny community that is literally across the globe and be able to collaborate, learn new things and invest in yourself. So we do workshops that you can come to and you can come learn about different sides of the music industry. You can learn about how to find your passion. You can learn about how to actually network. Yeah, we offer like a wide range of things, but it's mainly just that community sense. Yeah, I always tell everyone whatever because I do like a kind of side hustle where I help people with kind of management stuff. So like writing press releases and kind of coming up with social plans and all that sort of thing. But I always, always say I'm like networking is just your basic bread and butter. Like honestly, like you can know everything. But if you don't know the right people, it's not going to get you anywhere. It's so, so important. So how would you say is kind of the best way to, to start that process to kind of, you know, if you're fully fledged you've decided that this is what you want to do but you have no backing you don't know literally don't know anybody what would your recommendations be i think the first thing like people always go oh you need like instagram you need your instagram to have your instagram to have this many followers and you need it to look this certain way but realistically like my instagram like my own instagram has hardly anyone follows it to be honest i'm quite proud of how aesthetic it is but nobody cares about that like you can't tell it's me just from like nine pictures um but definitely like showing up online in terms of i love to use a platform called the dots and it's a wide range of creators basically it's like a less scary linkedin and i always just ask questions like i when i was doing my website i had no idea in any kind of techie thing so i was going you know i want to do this but how do i actually do that and then you'd go web designers coming to me being like oh, I can help you with that, and like, oh, well, I looked at this, and it's a really great way to kind of start making those connections, and like, I need graphic designers for some stuff, so I just go, is anybody interested in helping me with this, and then they all come flooding in, and you're just like, yes, like, so many talented, talented people are on there that are just willing to help and collaborate and swap skills with, and then once, I use that for quite a while, and then once you build yourself up, you can then start making an impression on LinkedIn, and then having like your latest brag on what you've been doing and kind of learning that it's good to kind of brag. Like don't do it where, you know, you, it's funny because like our logo is a megaphone, but like don't do it where you've got a megaphone and you're going like, oh, I love myself and all that. <laughs> but definitely shout out about it. And then other than that, I'd say just be kind. Like there are some people in, this music, like, in the music industry that just are a bit, you know, like egos. Like I'm sure we've all met that person that you just oh, like yeah. yeah exactly and um yeah it's just kind of just if you're kind it, it pays off eventually so um yeah I'd say just stick with that and other than that I do like 30 minutes a day of networking because it really takes no time to kind of send a message and be like hi or send an email and just be like oh I'd love to hear about this and then at the end of the day if they don't reply they don't reply like what's what have you lost and if they do reply and they're a bit of an album, 
oh well they're a bit of a knob and you can move on <laughs> cool so if you do kind of all these workshops and stuff then what's the what's your favorite one that you've worked on well we're currently building like a new series of workshops put over may and out throughout the summer but the first one i ever did was called how to sell your soul because i think i have the most dry humor ever and i thought that was really funny but um <laughs> it was basically all about when you get into the music industry and you kind of get to the point where you're losing your passion and, you know, we all start off with loving what we do and really, like, being involved in absolutely everything and want to do absolutely everything. And then you get to a point where it's just like, nah, I'm tired. Like, my passion's gone. My love is now, like, I'm bored of it. And it was all about how to get over that. And I feel like we're all experiencing burnout and kind of feeling less motivated and we're just feeling like we can't get things done and then that passion then goes because it's just another job it's just work and let's face it everybody wishes they could just chill all day (laughs) but um it was all about that kind of finding your passion and then and also finding your purpose and then just not sacrificing your passion just because you've got to get to these stages or you've got to get this goal and it's hard work so um yeah I really loved doing that one that was my first ever one and yeah we've got some really good feedback from that one of people going out there and starting their purpose really like we had a girl that was 17 she was at college and after that she then joined her local radio and now she has her own radio show and I was just like oh my god (laughs) that's so good like that's what I really love about it so do you think you'll be doing more like in-person things once kind of restrictions leave or do you think you're going to stick with more online because you can get kind of a bigger more geographical broader audience yeah. you know what I mean <laughs> I think it's finding that mix isn't it of um I'd I was actually building a in-person event for February which sounds crazy because obviously February we're all in lockdown but um, brave. yeah I know but and um, this was like in like September so I had no idea but um it was going to be in Manchester because I'm from Manchester and it was going to be at a place called Feel Good Club um, if you follow Feel Good Club on Instagram, they're absolutely incredible. And they've opened up a cafe and it was going to be there and it was just going to be so sick. We're going to have like a panel, going to be a networking event, going to have some speakers. Like it was going to be really sick. Um, literally so excited to actually do an event like that. But obviously now it all has to be online, but I really don't mind it. Cause it's kind of like you can just sit down in bed with like a coffee or something go to an hour's workshop and then you're feeling all ready for the day and I love that about that um but yeah I'm actually doing a few workshops at a few universities so that should be exciting because I'm a student as well so I'm a bit like daunting a little bit daunting <laughs> but um yeah I'm doing a new workshop about um how university isn't all you need to get into the music industry definitely know some people that think that and um really just wanted to prove you know like just because you're doing your degree just because you know the people in your degree doesn't mean that's it. You really need to be getting out there. You really need to be proving yourself and selling yourself and making those real big connections that you think you couldn't make, but you actually can. Yeah, definitely. Is it just you or do you kind of have a bit of a like a team behind Assassin's Style? So it is just me. I started Assassin's Style by myself and I've done everything by myself, including, as I said, the website, which is why it looks absolutely awful. <laughs> and um, it's not that bad. I pride myself on it, but it could be a lot better. So I guess to finish off then, um, if you were to give kind of three pieces of advice to anyone that kind of wants to break into the industry. Oh, I lost the headphone. Uh, <laughs> sorry, to anyone that wants to break into the industry, what would those three pieces be? Um, that's such a good one because I'm now trying to think of like the best pieces of advice, but... Um, I it could be your own advice or advice that someone's given you or just any yeah. words of wisdom. I think don't be scared of putting yourself out there because realistically you need to be. And there's a lot of fear over you know, anything from sending a tiniest email to talking to top people. Like You've got to be able to put yourself out there and once you've done it, you'll still be scared the next time. But um, just keep doing it and you'll just work your, say, you'll work your way up and it will be really incredible when you get to a point and you're like, oh yeah, I remember when I did this? Well, now look at me kind of thing. Um, other than that, I'd say community 
over competition. I literally did a post about it the other day because it was just so relevant to my group of friends and we were talking about it, how being in the community is so great, but when you're on social media all the time and you see other people the same age or like a bit younger, a bit older, and they're already working at this place or they've got this and they're making this much money or they already know what they're going to do, you automatically go, I'm already a failure. And the best thing to do is then to surround yourself with a community and basically be like, everybody's on a different journey. You don't know anybody in the music industry that's had the same pathway. Like we've all had different journeys into music from whether you're two photographers, but one started shooting when they were like six, the other started shooting when they were 17. And yet you look at the product and they're practically like both just incredible. And you're just there like, they were so different and yet they're both so incredible. And it's just like, just because you're different, just because you're starting a bit late, just because you don't have the same opportunities as that other person doesn't mean you can you can't make it. So just have a go no matter what and you'll find your way. So I always have to remind myself that because I literally will sit there and be like, oh my God, this person's doing this and I'm not doing anything. And I'll just sit there crying to myself. <laughs> and then um, that, I realise that's only two pieces of advice now. Um, <laughs> ooh, what's another good one? Um, the reason I started Sass and Smile was because of um, Stephanie Sword-Williams and her platform fuck being humble if you haven't followed fuck being humble please do buy her book she's absolutely incredible and she always says um care less share more because you've got to be personal with things you've got to share things about yourself so just care a bit less about putting yourself out there and you're already on your journey up so yeah i always like i always like that kind of saying of care less share more so yeah i always hold it with me yeah, I love that. <laughs> Amazing. Well, thanks so much for coming in and having a chat with me. For everyone listening, go check it out. That's Kelly Lipchop from Sassasnar. You can find her on Instagram. Um, and yeah, all about industry, diversity and unashamedly self-promotion. So our third track today is by John Myrtle and it's called Get Her Off My Mind. It just puts the biggest smile on my face. I just love this song. It's so much fun. It gives me like a sort of like Beatles, Beach Boys kind of 60s, 70s vibe. Um, and it's just so much fun. So John Myrtle's debut album comes out in June this year. And it's going to be called Myrtle Soup, which by the way, what a cool surname. What a cool surname. Um, and he's actually having a launch event in London on June 21st. So, you know, if you're around... Go check it. I feel like I'm doing something on June 21st, but I can't remember what it is. If not, I'll try again. Because, uh, yeah, he's just, he's so cool, so groovy. Uh, Birmingham raised and now London based. He described himself as sort of like new age granddad. Um, and I think that's so, like, just so on, on tack for it. Um, just, yeah, you're going to love it. It just makes me so happy and it's just so much fun. Um, so, this is John Myrtle and this is his track, Get Her Off My Mind. <laughs> I've tried, but I can't get her off my mind, and it's getting worse and worse, love is such a curse, too stupid to tell a friend, but good words ever meant, oh and what is no cure, I just think of a Cotton sheets 
Get Her Off My Mind by John Myrtle. Just old school kind of British rock vibes. And I am obsessed. Um, I think it's really cool as well because I think in a time where um, music's moving forward and, you know, we're getting like new technology and kind of futuristic sounds are very in. Um, and then John Myrtle's almost going like the opposite direction. And, you know, he's staying with the sort of like traditional 60s, 70s, like rock like techniques and I just think it's really cool and I think it's really nice that it's it's stuck around because it's such a good genre of music um and you know if we're heading into like a 60s 70s revival I am so down with that I'm so behind that like let's do it John Myrtle you're in charge start the revolution let's go Okie dokie dokie it's time for the wild card yeah yeah so, today's wild card is by Jacob and Casey, and it's called Glass. And then both the Jacob and the Glass have like a full stop in front of them because he's an edgy boy. Um, or I assume, just looking at the key art and the fact that there's a full stop, I'm going to assume he's an edgy boy. But I feel like this is going to be really, really cool. Um, so yeah, let's have a little listen. Futility is killing me, distraction from my vacancy. Too free to threaten, keep the only thing in custody. Bug driving, mediocrity of knowing all what's good for me. So this is you dread to read the blood of all you meant to see. Slow, time passed through the 
the snow Cuts last to you know Can't help but it's every time that you call my phone Cause I'm losing my mind, girl How best does it show? So that was Glass by Jacob featuring Casey. I told you that was going to be cool. That was that was really funky. Um, yeah. So I did a little bit of stalk. Well, I tried to do a little bit of stalking while I was playing. And they're actually very ominous, very mysterious. Um, the only thing that it says on the Spotify account is big swag, bigger heart. Um, which supports my theory that he's a, an edgy boy. Um but it's really, really cool. I really, really enjoyed that. When that beat drops, oh my god, I was I was loving it. I was absolutely loving it. When that beat drops, just I wasn't expecting it either. I was like, oh, this is cool, like, you know, lovely, beautiful. And then the beat goes and you're like, what? So yeah, I love that. I'd love to hear more of the two of them together. Um I think there's, you know, that sort of sort of new wave, alt pop kind of style to it. Um, and I love low vocals in females. That sort of like almost drawly, lazy, the right at the bottom of your chest. Um, I love that style of vocals in women. And, you know, I think a lot of kind of pop music these days, everyone needs, everyone's a soprano, everyone sings really, really high, you know, like, which, which is incredible. Uh, but sometimes just, oh, I just, I love sort of like a growly low vocal. And um, this girl, Casey, just does it incredibly. And then, you know, Jacob comes in with all the, when the beat drops. And, oh, my God, that was really cool. I really, really enjoyed that. Um, and it's quite interesting, I think, after we were saying, oh, you know, uh, when we talk about John Myrtle, when we were saying, well, we, I'm talking to myself, who am I kidding? Uh, I was saying um, that, you know, he's kind of bringing the new tech you know, he's leaving the new tech kind of aside and he's going with all the sort of older-fashioned uh, sort of like 60s, 70s rock stuff. Um, and this is a really great example of someone who is kind of moving towards that new tech and using all the futuristic sounds uh, and using them well. Um, so, yeah, I loved it. I would really like to see more from both of them. I know that um, Jacob has some more tracks on his Spotify account, so you can definitely go check those out. Uh, but I would really love to see more of the two of them together. From what I can tell, from a little bit of Instagram stalking, I think they are together together, as in uh, romance styles. So, um, you know, fingers crossed, maybe we'll get some more, because I really, really <laughs> So some of you may remember me vibing to a track called Tell Me Something in an early episode. I'm basically just living my best life. So I'm super blessed this morning to be joined by Georgia Sell herself to chat all things music and her new single. So how's it going? Oh, hey, it's so lovely to be here. Yeah, you've been super kind to play Tell Me Something. Yeah. We're so happy to have you. Oh, thank you. <laughs> so uh, your new single, Taste of You, came out earlier this month, what, about two weeks ago now? Uh, it's only been a week and a day. <laughs> Oh, wow. Yeah, last Friday. So how, how's the reception been? It seems to have been really good. Yeah, no, it's been amazing. Um, I've only released two singles before this one, prior to this one. And it's really, I can, it's nice to see the growth in what you learn and how you can apply it. And, um, but I have to say that people really love this track particularly because it's a very uplifting track. And what I wanted is for, for people to just vibe to it, dance to it, you know, sing along and 
I can see people are, are doing that, so it really makes me happy. Yeah, so it's been really going well. Yeah, it's definitely a vibe along song. Oh, thank you. Yeah, I mean, when it's it's weird because I wrote it during the pandemic, right? So it was a super weird moment to be writing stuff that was really really happy. I was missing people, but um, but yeah, I just really wanted to 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 go back and and feel life again. So I hope that people can can feel that. Definitely. And it's done really well. I saw that you got played on BBC Introducing and made it onto a Tidal playlist. Yeah, that was that was super exciting. It was actually BBC Derby, um, which, uh, yeah, it's still amazing. And uh, Tidal really loved it. So they supported it in one of their playlists, which I didn't expect um, being a super independent and beginner artist, you know. But, um, but yeah, so. Yeah, it was incredible. It was like, Georgia Smith, Bruno Mars, Georgia Smith. Literally, I'm like, what? Like in the same playlist. Like, oh, like for me, at least, just, it just means something being just under those names. <laughs> I love them. Yeah, so absolutely incredible. So I've literally been obsessed with the tracks. I think all three of your songs are on like multiple of my playlists. Um, you have these kind of beautiful kind of, jazzy soul r&b all rolled into sort of one delicious package so how would you describe your music oh you saying that makes me really really happy just because I love everything right and it's something that everyone says but obviously we all have our own taste and and I think r&b um you know soul is kind of what I grew up with and jazz was always in the house because my mum is a big jazz fan, so she would bring me to concerts in the jazz club where I used to live in Italy um, since I was really little. So I I love when people can see that that comes through because obviously when I make music, I don't really think, oh, I want to like write an R&B track or now I want to write something that is a bit soulful. I really just go with the flow. So it shows that inspiration does actually then come out in certain... And yeah, I... I it's hard to describe because I don't know myself. I think um, I can say who my biggest inspirations are, you know, and then maybe I, I hope to to really show that inspired that you know that part of me. But um, yeah, I just I'm also still exploring a lot. So yes, I've got these three tracks out, but I've been really really experimenting with styles. So I love to create fusions and get this from this particular genre and then get this from this other genre and then put everything together kind of <laughs> in my own style <laughs> yeah that's really cool um so do you want to tell us a bit more about this new single then um because honestly it makes me feel like I should be sat on a beach with an oversized hat and like a cocktail <laughs> yeah. in my hand when I listen to it that's like the vibe that I feel when I close my eyes <laughs> that's where I'm transported to um, and there's, I think, a really sort of lovely storytelling element to this track. Um, so, yeah, why do you tell us a bit more about the new track? Sure. So um, it's 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 obviously a love song, right? Um, but love for me, obviously, is very broad. It doesn't mean that you're falling in love with a person necessarily. But you can interpret it as, you know, love for life and really get, having that excitement again, because the first steps into a new love are really those emotions of excitement, of being fearless, of wanting to do loads of new things and just, and just you know, that kind of spring vibe and that summer vibe, like you said. Um, it's funny because I actually, I sent the track before it was released to a few close friends and I was like, please let me know what kind of feeling you get. Tell me the image you see. And everyone was like, summer. <laughs> I see myself in you know driving a car down at the beach and and all of these vibes so that okay it means that everyone you know kind of sees the same thing so I love that you said that and um yeah and for me it's more it's as I said it's it's obviously interlinked with love but it's um it's love for anything like it could be you know a new passion that you have and it's that excitement that you have um obviously there are lyrics that are um about a person but um yeah it's all of that new feeling and and being super super what's the word um I would say just excited really yeah so should take a listen then um <laughs> uh, so this is Taste of You by George Estelle
Taste of You by Georgia Style. I absolutely love that song. It's just so good. Okay, so I did want to ask you, um, how was the songwriting process? Kind of how did you get from the beginning to where we are now? Yeah, so it's actually quite interesting and a hell of a story because at the beginning of the pandemic, I was doing a lot of things um, by myself. So songwriting, obviously by myself from maybe instrumentals that I was given um, because I don't produce professionally myself. But um, I I actually wrote this one on two Zoom uh, meetings with a producer that I had never met. Um, I was on an artist development program at the time. Uh, so I managed to work with this amazing professional producer called Oscar Bell. And um, yeah, we had never met before. We started the, the meeting and I kind of knew what I wanted as a vibe for my next single to be. I, I really... I was inspired by Disclosure, um, a lot of more like funky, upbeat kind of vibes. And um, and we, we, we started jamming, we started vibing. And then the next meeting was about songwriting. So we had a few ideas already. Um, I had recorded a few melodies. And then the last meeting was in person because I recorded it in the studio. But it was such a quick and it was, it, it, went, it went really, really like, flowy I didn't have to force anything it just came we jammed um I had the best time in the studio we laughed so much um and yeah I kind of like that's how I would always want it to be but I never expected it to be in the middle of the pandemic through zoom (laughs) so yeah it was it was an experience for sure so how um how does it normally happen then do you kind of come up with like the melodies and stuff first or is it like the lyrics or you know, do you just sort of have like a tune in the back of your head and you're like, that's it, that's the one? Um, It really depends. I think I'm still trying to find the best way for me to to, to write, but it's not always the same. I think for me, since I often work with producers or musicians, um, it's funny because the first single, Focused, was actually literally born in university while I was in a lecture and I had this melody in my head and I just wrote some lyrics and then I went into the toilet and literally just recorded it on my phone to not forget the melody because that's the thing then obviously you need to remember it so I just recorded it and then I showed it to a guitarist who then came up with you know the chords but so that was my first one but then going on I actually worked with other producers and realized oh they have this really cool you know, instrumental, let's work around it. And then I'll start having a melody to it. And then we'll write lyrics. For me, it's melody first, lyrics afterwards normally. um, Because whenever I listen to something, I just really want to go with my heart first. And yeah, you can't have perfect lyrics unless you're like an amazing freestyler, but that's not me. So (laughs) I normally just, you know, ramble something that doesn't make sense, but then I'll write something that makes more sense afterwards. Um, yeah, but as I said, I'm still trying to really, really find the best way, but um, it, it also really depends in what mood you're in, and, you know, who you're working with as well. I've worked with a lot of different people and everyone has their own style. So um, you might have someone who, you know, jams really quick and will have loads of ideas and you, you just create so much or you might just stick on one thing because you want to get that one done and really you know trying to package it so yeah it depends but I I love the process I really I really do (laughs) it sounds very like collaborative um the process yeah definitely I am I'm all down for for collaboration always because I just think you learn so much and I've realized how much like how big of a difference it makes when I'm just there open to ideas and listening to people um it doesn't matter whether someone has a lot more experience than you you can always learn something so um that was that was a big thing for me and especially because I've only started two years ago really so I've always done like singing but um 
but actually writing music and understanding how it works is a whole different thing <laughs> so so yeah definitely I would recommend anyone who's starting out to collaborate as, as much as possible yeah that's a really good recommendation that's always what I say mm. I'm like just go just collab with someone just find new people exactly. and just have fun with exactly. it exactly also because you'll feel a lot more supported in what you do and you'll really feel empowered if you have the right people around you it's incredible what you can do I mean especially for someone starting out who might not have that confidence level you know high yet I think having people around you that actually believe in you or that they want to give you they want to give it a go and want to see what you can do just yeah just helps so yeah so I'm I don't know if it's like my kind of PR background or that always makes me think about this but I'm always so interested in how people release their music Mm. so I was just wondering was there like a kind of thought process behind you deciding to release separate singles rather than sort of save them and release an EP or yeah what was the process behind that Uh, it's tough you know because understanding the business side of the industry is it's not that difficult but it is a bit long to really get into it because we have loads of different names especially in the music industry which sometimes are all different names to say money or to say I don't know it's it is it, kind of like people want to make it even more complicated <laughs> but um it's still super important as, as an independent artist and I just feel like we're going into an era where everything is there's so much globally released every day. Uh, people are just so used to um, receiving all of this content all the time. So songs are getting shorter. The 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 time the release like there are releases every single day. People put out music like every month, and so the the consumption of music is very different from how it used to be. I feel like I like I can't wait to work on a project either an EP or, you know, hopefully in the future an album. But um, for now, while I'm still finding myself, I really wanted to also be able to put out something that I've worked with different people and isn't necessarily linked to one each other. It's like really much my my process and my my history and growth. Um, But yeah, in terms of, of releasing, you obviously have a distributor, you know, it's it's quite technical. It's nothing special, um, and uh, I had with for this one, I had a bit of a team. My my manager now is uh, re- she's super careful of deadlines, which is really good because otherwise I would kind of leave it last minute, obviously. <laughs> and yeah, she prepared me in advance, like a month in advance, so she was like, oh, "We have to do all of these things." <laughs> um, so yeah, that helps as well. But, um, but you learn going through things by yourself as well. So I'm so grateful that the first release, it, that the first two releases were a bit more confused, if you want, um, because then you really learn from those. So, yeah. yeah, nice little learning curve. Yeah. <laughs> so um, I loved your music video for Tell Me Something. Uh, you looked incredible. I loved the old school flip phone, the colours. It was it was great. So are we should we be expecting a new music video for wow. Taste of You? <laughs> you know, it's so funny because that video, obviously, uh, it was during the pandemic when I released. Um, I mean, we're still in the pandemic, but um, we were actually in the first lockdown. And I really wanted to have some visuals just because I felt like it's something more to give to people. You know, it really showcased who you are. Um, but obviously I couldn't see anyone and I was like, how am I going to do this? So I literally shot everything myself, um, with my own camera, with ch- I have some behind the scenes videos that are just hilarious because the camera would fall. <laughs> so it's just me going like, oh, <laughs> and, um, and then I had to edit it all multiple times because it kept deleting. So you have no idea the pain I've been through for that video, but I'm so glad that you liked it. <laughs> I thought it was so good. Oh, thank you. Um, editing is long, and I can imagine you know what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah, for, for Taste of You, I haven't got one ready yet, but that's something I'm working on because it was a dream to have a video for this song. And since it's going so well, I, I, I would definitely love to have one. So it's in the process, and hopefully you'll see it <laughs> soon. <laughs> yeah. Um, but it's yeah, it's still a work in progress. 
was going to come. Cool. <laughs> so I guess that leads then to the big question. What is next? Ooh. <laughs> I've actually planned this year a little bit in advance. I normally really go with the flow. I don't know what's going to happen, um, which it's, it's cool, but I also think is wrong because <laughs> um, I realised how much I would miss out in, on certain things. And um, yeah, I just... Uh, I'm going to give myself some discipline and actually release some stuff. Because as musicians, as artists, we often feel like we can always do better. So we're afraid of putting out something because we don't know if that's the best we can give. Or we might hold on to it because we have a hundred different things that we would like to do next. Um, But yeah, I am definitely going to release some more stuff this year. And um, hopefully sooner than later. (laughs) I'm hoping to also do collaborations, as I said. So I've got a few in plan. And um, yeah, hopefully after we can all get into studios and and start jamming in sessions again. Um, yeah, I really can't wait for that. How exciting. <laughs> yeah. Cool. So we're going to finish then on a quick fire round. Ooh. Okay, so are you ready? Oh, yes, I'm ready. Our last question, you just got to go. First thing that comes into your head. Okay, I'm ready. Okay, number one, your favourite live artist? Beyonce. <laughs> Very good. Would love to see that. Um, number two, uh, your dream collaboration? Georgia Smith. I can see that. That'd be so good. <laughs> I would love to. Um, number three, guilty pleasure song? That's a hard one. Oh, let me think. There's so many songs coming to mind. <sighs> I don't know why. I'm, go- I'm actually going to say my, my first thought, which I don't know why is this one. Toxic by Britney Spears. <laughs> oh, that's a good I one. I Everyone loves that song. Yeah, I think it was just uh, an old school vibe when I was like two years old dancing to yeah. it. <laughs> Shouldn't feel guilty about that. <laughs> uh, okay, number four, Jealous or One Direction? Uh, one Direction, I suppose. Yeah. Okay, and then number five, the so last one, your favourite lyric from one of your own songs? Like my coffee in the morning, you get me through. <laughs> Very cute. Okay, so that brings us to the end. Um, thanks so much for coming in and having a chat Thank with me. So it's been much. great having you. I love this. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. Thank you for coming. Um, and hopefully we'll get some cracking new music soon. Yes, hopefully very soon. Thank you so much for having me again. Okay, so we're finally on the last track. How the hell did that happen? Uh, we've also been going for a bit of like a time travel vibe today with quite a few sort of old, older style music or older music inspired music. Um, so the last track today we listened to is Different World Back to Bed by Analog Electric Whatever, um, which is a crackingly cool name. So this is another guy who sort of combines that more sort of modern music, futuristic styles with that 70s, 60s vintage style. Uh, you know, super cruel, super, super cruel. <laughs> that was half cool and half like groovy. Um, super cool, super groovy, super catchy. Um, and just like a really, really cool, upbeat, retro electric, poppy jam vibe uh, that's reflecting in the last sort of the mental year that we've had. Um, I know I've definitely had those days where, you know, you wake up and you're like, fuck it, I'm going back to bed. <laughs> that's like all you can do that day. Um, so yeah, I think it's really reflective of that and I just, yeah, I think it's a really, really cool song. Um, so let's take a listen. This is Different World Back to Bed by Analog Electric Whatever.
So that was Analog Electric, whatever, and that was their track, Different World, Back to Bed. Just, oh, what a vibe. What a vibe. There's something really sort of like warm and nostalgic about their music, I think. It makes you feel quite like comfortable um, and very sort of like in tune and sort of in touch with yourself. Uh, I saw a quote actually from BBC Introducing um, that says that they sound like they should be on the soundtrack of Drive, like the film. And I just, that's so accurate. I know that kind of goes against everything I've just said, being like, oh, there's something quite, quite comforting about them. And because Drive isn't a particularly comforting film. But that sort of, you know, kind of like feeling, I think, yeah, I just think that's so accurate. Um, yeah, so go check them out. Uh, that was Analog Electric, whatever, and their track, Different World, Back to Bed. So that brings us to the end. What a whirlwind. What a, what a crazy day. <laughs> um... Yeah, I mean, a huge thanks to my guests, so uh, George and Keeley, um, and a cheeky apology on my end for the delay. My bad. Thank you, girls. You're both fabulous. Uh, the weather is shit, uh, but I hope everyone is enjoying the lockdown, kind of regulations being lifted. Um, well, that's if you're in the UK. I don't know what's going on anywhere else, to be honest. Um, yeah. I hope everyone has a lovely time before I'm back however long that will be a week two weeks a month a year who knows I'll be back eventually I promise um but yeah everyone enjoy life stay safe and remember stay groovy <laughs>